Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode 42. And this numerology is said to signify new beginnings and is here to help you connect to your spiritual side, to help all of us connect to our spiritual side. I do prescribe to numerology as the adding up of all of the individual numbers to get to one number. So if you take four plus two, you get six. And this is the number of love. Can you feel it? Um, Can you feel all the massive power washing of the heart frequency um, that was and is happening this Leo season with Venus retrograde in Leo and Black Moon Lilith all snuggled up in Leo. Um, We are here to reclaim our love of self, our fierceness, our authenticity. Love is here as an empowered helper, but we're getting called into it and pulled into it in this like churning, burning, mm, fiery Aphrodite Lilith convergence. And so I felt called because I was called um, to provide us a little bonus episode Um, with this information. So I hope this episode lands. Um, I do have it all mapped out, but it's also a channeled piece that was like calling to like kind of quickly make itself seen and available. So I'm like, I hope it's linear enough and really makes some sense. Um, This is really delving into Black Moon Lilith sitting in Leo today, Um, but we're going to chat and make mention of our hot witches summer and our transition into Virgo season, because depending on when you listen to this episode, it's like eminent now. Okay. (laughs) Um, But because we're speaking of dark goddesses, you like that? Um, I mentioned Lilith once and we're off and running for a quick shameless plug um, to work with the dark goddesses. So this bonus episode is brought to you by the letter M. M is for magical mentoring. And this group mentoring program of mine turns five this year and it is only open for enrollment twice a year. So we're right in the sweet spot of it. Hang tight, listen up. Maybe it's a fit for you. Maybe it's not, but this little plug will be done in no time, right? Um, Both seasons of magical mentoring are stunning and they speak to different energetics, but this spooky bitch has a very special place in her heart for shadow work in shadow season with the dark goddesses. So magical mentoring is for souls who are focused on no longer dying on the same hill that holds you back from joy, abundance, fierce authenticity, manifestations, and goal getting. You're being called in to explore this work if you need to 
re-mystify your life. Because demystifying everything kind of takes the fun out of it. And we want to get back into the mysteries and into the magic and the sparkle of what we have to experience here in this incarnation. This work might call to you if you want to finally move away and out of being stuck, stagnant, or again, like you're dying on the same hill, a la Groundhog's Day. Um, This work might call to you if you need to do shadow work, um, but are curious if even what it is and how to do it, because it always sounds so scary, and this has come up a lot lately. I love to demystify, demonize things, but bring the actual magic back into your life. So shadow work always sounds scary. I promise it's not. It's way more practical than woo-woo. Um, this work might call to you of magical mentoring if it's time to heal the wound of worthiness, if it's time to lean into sacred soul care, if it's time to step into your full power, or if it's time to unbox your deepest authenticity yet. Mentoring begins in September and runs through December in shadow season when we're primed and supported for the work astrologically, energetically, and spiritually. Like there's a theory, you know, you should only do shadow work in shadow season. I don't prescribe to that, but it certainly will get you somewhere if you do it at that time. (laughs) Um, The dark goddesses are deeply calling you to know their mothering side, which I know this is weird, but this is what I channel. This is what they are using me to do the last five years. And this is what we're doing around here. Um, The dark goddesses, they are nourishing and bolstering selves and entities. They're practical adulting and self-parenting energies, and they are integrous themes and energies. Um, They are not just their dramatized and demonized aspects. I channel Lilith, Hecate, and Kalima for years now, and they have chosen me, and I am honored, um, but I did not go seeking any of them. So it was a step for me to bring them through initially, and it's still forever a step, um, but one that's always rewarding and just really magical. Um, If you've never worked with the dark goddesses before or the ones that I'm mentioning, you are super welcome at the magical mentoring table. And in fact, if you know them deeply, I absolutely invite you in. I hope you'll explore magical mentoring and you may experience them and be asked to perceive and get curious about them in ways you haven't before. This is a group mentoring program. It's so much less work than you think it is. Um, Everything truly is self-paced within a cycle, approximately a month at a time, watching the tarot reading that I give, implementing the to-do list that's channeled from that tarot reading, working the journaling prompts, they're the same every time, and participating in our Voxer group. There is one two-hour group call, sometimes it's two and a half, let's be honest, at the end of each month. And honestly, not everyone attends because of scheduling and the replays available to you within 48 hours. Usually it's faster than that, but you know, we're doing this during Mercury retrograde, so we'll see. Um, The best way to explore this offering is to set up an exploration call with me. There is zero commitment or expectation for the call 
I promise you that my program truly is unique and not like anything else out there in its structure. And it might be perfect for you. It might not be. And if we chat, we can figure that out. It's not about who can swipe their credit cards first. It's never been about how many people I can cram in a group. Um, There's typically a waiting list. And this year I've been guided to create space to where I can lead multiple cohorts, circles, covens, whatever language best suits you um, at the same time. So it's really genuinely an exploration call. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Um, There's way more flow in this program than you think. And I know so many of the students drawn to me because like attracts like worry about showing up or doing it right or having enough time to commit to it. But I always create things that I want to participate in or that I could participate in and I need flow and space. Like I'm neurofestive, a lot of ADHD going on in my whole family in my house. I'm a mom, a partner, um, a busy business entrepreneur, um, and a busy witch. So I understand tight schedules and energetic bandwidth. So this isn't set up to be another thing to feel like you failed at or you're not enough for. Though I do not recommend this, I am going to share it with you. I've had mentees who didn't really do a damn thing on their actual to-do list transform their lives. This is not a joke. Um, Because of the energetics, the communication, and the community at play. This is truly an anti-patriarchal space, and that's new to most of us. Okay. So again, don't worry about like, Oh, is this going to be so stressful? Like, yes, I know we want to show up for things. And if we're investing in things, time, money, and energy, we want to have time to participate. There are a lot of ways to participate. And as a coach and a mentor, I always create more ways for my clients to win, to evolve and to grow and to feel supported. Like seriously, we don't need another reason to feel like we're fucking failing. So that's not what we do around here. Um, If any of this resonates for Magical Mentoring, please check out the link in the show notes uh, for full details on the mentoring program. There's a lovely landing page on the website at unicornwellnessstudio.com. And there's a link below here in the show notes that'll take you directly to schedule a 30 minute consultation call with me in the coming weeks. These calls are running August 25th to September 11th. I'll run them up till the end. If you want to be a part of this work, like I want to talk it through with you. Um, And again, there are links below in the show notes. So thank you for your consideration. Um, This is my heart's path work and it's really exciting. So if it speaks to you, we're done with that portion of things right now. (laughs) But now... Back to Black Moon Lilith, Lilith and the astrology. But there'll be a little note at the end. This matters and magical mentoring is deeply connected to Lilith. And so these energetics that I'm sharing, it just, it, it all makes sense because it's all in attunement. Okay. So here we go. I initially had all of this information about Black Moon Lilith in Leo in your Virgo season episode, but I kept looking at it and it just made that episode really crazy long. And I thought, let's just break it out and make it a bonus episode. Okay. Because though it does relate to Virgo season, actually very strongly and deeply this year, 
It's also a bridge piece from Leo into Virgo. And I just thought it would be more digestible in its own episode. Maybe I'm wrong, y'all. You'll let me know. Um, If you listened to the summer season forecast, episode 37, this is cancer season, um, you know we're experiencing a twist in the energy this summer, okay? It's a summer that's functioning more like a healing shadow season that, you know, asked us and is continually asking us because we're not at the, you know, autumnal equinox yet to bolster our frequency and put magic coins in our energetic coffers. So we've been guided to not cast spells essentially, or set intentions here as a community, anybody listening, your community, right? Um, in order to be able to, in air quotes, spend them come traditional true shadow season and have the most amount of frequency, energetics, and magic at our fingertips um, in order to make wishes, cast spells, and manifest and hustle and receive in traditional shadow season. Okay. So again, shadow season in the Northern hemisphere, right? This is at the autumnal equinox all the way, you know, it's, it's fall and winter essentially. Now I'll probably say this again later, but anyone listening to this episode, I know I'm using language, but try not to get too caught up in the seasons of it and just listen into the zodiacal seasons and the astrology. The energetics of what I'm sharing is across the board. If you're listening, it pertains to you. Okay. I'm in the Northern hemisphere. That's my perspective. That's where most of our community is so far. So I'm just going to reference that. Okay. But please know that the, the information here is for you, right? So in shadow season, fall and winter, typically in the Northern hemisphere, right? Things die off. We are called to review, to rethink, to reconsider, to um, allow things to be released and let go, to purge it, right? To cleanse it, to clear it. And it asks us to move into the darker side of ourselves traditionally because the days get shorter. It actually gets darker outside. It's cozier. What else are we going to do but ponder ourselves, right? Whatever needs processing, grief, mourning, loss, right? This is what we're called to do in the traditional, typical shadow season. So when shadow season is at play, whether it's during the summer or the winter, um, we can be triggered and we can find ourselves in depressive cycles and we can feel super lost in the liminal space. Um, The traditional shadow season is coming soon in the Northern hemisphere. And this summer for us pushed some of us there early and for others we went um but because our lives and healing paths are so different some of us have had blessings because we've done a major part of our shadow healing we've made partners <laughs> with them right but again others are being triggered into like oh this is not going so well right or oh here we go again another healing cycle okay So cycles are always different for everyone. And I'm big on understanding that they won't be exactly the same for all of you listeners. I'm work with big energies 
but I don't want to blanket things and be like, well, you said it was going to be this way. Mm. As a coach, you know, I'm always like, well, what's the goal and how are you experiencing things right now? And let's, you know, understand context in our personal lives. So shadow season came early this year, right? And we want to stay with the current directions from the universe that we are getting here as a collective and as a community, right? Our directions from the universe are to stash up our magic, bolster ourselves, do all the things that make us feel feel magical as fuck. Like what makes us feel empowered and confident and like capable and connected to the unseen and co-creatorship? Like not... I mean, I, I know I'm bold in this and I know that not everyone prescribes to this, but when you work with the dark goddesses, right? Like what makes you feel like Lilith's sister? Like not just her, you know, um, where is someone who worships her and gives gratitude for? Cause I do, she knows I do, but I also know that Lilith's a bad bitch and she knows you're a bad bitch. And she goes, no, we're peers. Actually, we could be. So let's act like it, right? So the universe is currently giving us directives to, again, what gets us into that state in that phase? Is it like this unbelievable like trap rack? rap remix is it um dancing in your kitchen is it wearing fancy lingerie is it wearing no underwear i don't know what underwear has to do with anything but you know what i mean like what makes you feel like a badass that you are on par in a peer of lilith and hecate and aphrodite i know bold statements coming through <laughs> gonna get some shade for that um but that's what we're being called to do right now right and we're also being told to not cast any spells don't waste your wishes don't diminish or diffuse your magic right until we get into true shadow season right and then it's finally time to cast big spells major wishes massive intentions right and we're on the cusp of that like we're creeping into it okay so it's, again, the reason we got called the Hot Witches Summer, right, in the summer with a touch of shadow work in episode 37, is all because of Black Moon Lilith, okay? So we're going to go on a magical mystery tour here. I tried to lay this out as linear as possible, but I am a channel. Sometimes that gets confusing, and my neurofestive brain also sometimes is like, ah, I don't know which order. Go with me. I love y'all. Let's hold hands. Here we go. Jumping into the portal. Okay. So Black Moon Lilith. Let's do a little recap or a brand new education if you didn't know. Her placement in our natal chart is considered our deepest shadow in this lifetime. If we only ever leaned into this shadow work where she sits placed, we'd make hella healing and empowerment progress in this lifetime. No joke. Okay. And for those who aren't familiar with Lilith in general, we're going to go a tiny nutshell. Lilith is the first woman. She is the first partner of Adam, not made from his rib. That was Sister Eve. Lilith was made of the same earth. She started out samesies in partnership. And you'll find her in Hebrew mythology. And though today we don't take the time to delve all the way into the nuances of her story, although I love it so much, there's additional episodes here on the podcast that you can go listen to. Um, 
essentially Adam asked her to lay under him. Yes, insects, missionary style. And she was like, nope, that doesn't really work for me. Uh, that doesn't feel good. Uh, I'm into sex. I'm into partnership, but that's not my jam, right? Can we talk about this? See if something works better for both of us. Well, that didn't go so well. Adam wanted things his way and he went and told daddy. He called in God. It got silly. He said, if Lilith didn't submit, she'd be cast out of heaven. Lilith said, this is inequitable. And I didn't say I didn't want to partner or please or pleasure. I just wanted to try something else. And you formed me as an equal partner. And if I'm not seen, and valued, and visible or heard, no thanks. The traditional story goes that Lilith was cast out. Okay. My opinion, I think the opinion of many intersectional feminists is that she stood in her integrity. She understood she wasn't being treated as equal and never would be if they weren't allowing it in this conversation, in this instance, and says, I'd rather be demonized and alone for eternity than not be seen as an equal. Oh, I do love me some Lilith. She's a fierce bitch. She does not suffer fools and she is fully empowered. She is the goddess of blood and sex magic. And she is my main deity I work with and channel. It is an honor, a pleasure, and a challenge. Um, Lilith is often considered the patron saint of the othered. She is the goddess of the divine feminine of, of women or those who identify as such and in general are feminine aspects, right? So we want to be clear around here how othered women in general are, right? She is the goddess and the deity of sex workers and queer folk. She is here to teach us all how to stand up, not only for ourselves, because that's a big one, um, but as well for all of those being treated inequitably or in shame for their authenticity. Okay. So when we get back to our Black Moon Lilith placements, it will have something to do wherever your placement is in your astrological natal chart with feeling left out, with feeling demonized, or being demonized, shamed, unheard, and treated unfairly. It's typically in areas of sexuality, and it will deal with retribution and reclamation, making what is or was oppressive or abusive right. Okay, let's take a breath here, right? Because Lilla, she's a lot. Mm, she's so wonderful. Okay. So now remember. Our shadows, okay, are our hidden and unseen, shamed, or simply demonized portions of ourselves, okay? When we empower and heal our shadows, we can actually constructively amplify and dance with them, or at the very least, not let toxic shadows drive the trajectory of our life. Okay. So sometimes we get, and we don't, we don't talk about this enough. And this is again, why I wanted to like move this into its own episode. I don't even think I'm doing full justice to the topic today, but I'm introducing it. And Lois is like, girl, you just gotta go get some out. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a messy, messy, messy witch right now. So sometimes we get to reclaim shadows 
and not only see them, but utilize them, embrace them and prance them around as gifts, as superpowers, as benefits and as talents. Now, not every shadow be like that, but some of them can be, okay? And some shadows are genuinely messy or toxic and they need to be understood and managed and actually cared for, nourished and loved. I always think about these as like, they need to be hugged. We need to give them a snack and we need to say, you can sit right next to me. Little toxic shadow, I love you. You're part of me, but you don't get to lead my life and you don't get to drag me down, okay? So we got lots of shadows, you know? This is Carl Jung's term. This isn't even a particularly, it's not a woo-woo term. It's this term of psychology, right? And so our shadows want to be seen and heard and worked with. And when we do that, right, we pull dark, scary things out into light. We go, oh, now you're in light. You're not so scary. I just didn't have this information. I didn't understand. I didn't have this perspective. I didn't have, you know, the support or the, the perspective that I have now to see you as a beautiful thing that you are, the potential wonderful thing, or at least the not big thing I, I've let you be, right? Okay, so today we're, we're not gonna go through every house of Lilith's basic presentation, right, in astrology, but since she's been snuggled up with Leo, okay, she stays, Black Moon Lilith stays in a house of astrology for nine months. That's significant, y'all, because again, women, those who identify as women, nine months, gestation, rebirth, birth, going through the dark phases to then have some wonderful creative thing present itself. She's awesome, y'all. Okay. So she's been snuggled up in Leo and it's generating an overall like shiny shadow season vibe so lilith and leo is all about our shine our gifts our expansion our pleasure our play our sexuality our heart-centered path and gifts how they have been shamed squashed demonized abused or overly commodified okay so you'll see black moon lilith played out in Leo as blocked opportunities. Now, remember, as a collective, we're all working with these themes. Now, if you've got Black Moon Lilith natally in Leo, like check your charts, you may be having a real rough go of it lately. Okay. So if you do have Black Moon Lilith in your chart in Leo, okay, these are the things and ways it will present itself. But we are all working with these this summer because this is where she's setting for the collective, right? So this can be blocked opportunities. Like we block them for ourselves subconsciously. Holy shit, right? Sometimes the call is truly coming from inside the house. And if this term doesn't keep coming up, we really are the problem sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, Self-sabotage is real, but I don't think people do it on purpose. I think it's subconscious programming, right? So this can also show up as a refusal to receive or accept help. A blocking of support, a blocking of community or friendship at very deep and loving and caregiving levels, um, 
or simply just keeping ourselves small, not believing we should try something or learn something or, or, or be any bigger, take up more space than we do. So all of the above is getting triggered for healing and rebirth for all of us since January the 3rd. Um, she'll be here in Leo till October 3rd, 2023. Okay. So how do we harness, harmonize, and heal this energy? Well, cool part is the universe has been doing a lot of this for us with the Venus retrograde in Leo. Um, Venus has taken her underworld journey, right? I think many of us as listeners are familiar with this Venus retrograde as, you know, Persephone's dive into the underworld and then the rebirth up because of her pattern that makes the, um, you know, uh, co cosmic celestial rose, that's probably incorrect, um, in the sky. So there's these overlaps, right? Underworld journeys, shadow seasons, shadow work in terms of goddess energy and, and divine feminine nature, right? Which is within all of us. This does not pertain to, you know, the binary of male or female. So, there's been significant power washes of energy happening in the cosmic expanse. So as a tiny recap, right? When Venus hits the heart of Leo or the heart of the sun, these are, you know, the heart of the sun is the Kazemi. Well, the sun's in Leo right now and Venus is in Leo. Leo's the biggest heart of the Zodiac. It is pride and confidence. Here we are power washing Venus goddess aphrodite i mean i don't have words to explain how magnificent and exciting this goddess work is right now and you don't have to understand it you just got to see how it resonates in your vessel and if it resonates as truth and you get kind of tingly and excited it's just a yes and you just go okay because energies like that you actually don't cerebrally have to understand you just are here to accept and say, dear universe, I accept these power washes. I accept this upgrade. I accept this wonderful work of transformation that's happening in reclamation to my sexuality, my sensuality, my equity and my empowerment and my badassery. Okay. So <laughs> yay for the power washes that we don't have to do anything about. It's just been happening. But, and I'm the queen of, and yes, and, um, but we do need to make sure that we are contributing to the process and actually taking action on any or all the things coming up that feel like what I just listed about Lilith's expression in Leo. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's about living out loud. Did y'all hear Darwin Purr? He got real excited about that one. Okay. Living out loud is Leo. Living in fierce authenticity, also Leo. While giving no fucks, this is actually Venus Aphrodite energy, okay? While stepping more into what resonates for us in full equity, Lilith. This work requires bravery. And in my book, bravery is vulnerability. We got to get honest about what's not working and how we are personally contributing <laughs> to it. And that's not out of shame. That's just like, okay, yep, that's me. Mm -hmm. How can I make that better? <laughs> okay, cool. Out of love, out of self-love, out of loving ourselves minus the condition. We're lovable at all points on our healing path, right? We also have to be participant in it. We also got to be honest about the shit that's going on and how it's going down. Okay. So get ready because, you know, my first love and my first role in this lifetime was 
and still is right as a coach, as a, as a physical fitness coach. Right. So it, this work is challenging. It's not simple, but just like a workout, right? It's not always easy, but it's always worth it. And no one literally ever comes out of a workout or healing or shadow work healing or magical mentoring and says they wish they hadn't done it. Right? So this energy is not for the faint of heart. This has so much to do with our emotional maturity around sexuality, around internalized patriarchy, because Lilith is also the patron saint of dismantling the internalized patriarchy, right? Lilith in this energy, in its convergence, you know, is, is like birthing badasses, right? And, and I mean all creative endeavors. I do not mean children here. Like... But the womb is that dark space where things are going on and being created and, and, and generated and we don't even know it. And it, it isn't about literal children. This is about our creative ideas, our creative endeavors, and our creative energetics. This, you know, Hot Witch of Summer was essentially saying, gestate, like, pull that magic in, amplify it, hold it, warm it, feed it. Like, how are you going to feed it and grow it? right? Because Lilith and this energy birth badasses. That's you and me. That's all of us listening here. We're all badasses, but we may need more nurturing and nourishment and a little more gestation time maybe, right? This energy, it reveals and returns us to our royal nature as sovereign, creative, expansive, deserving souls that know how to state a boundary and how to hold a boundary. This is really what I believe Lilith's territory and lessons to be. And again, like I say, in magical mentoring, the work that I pull through is utterly mystical, but it's so fucking practical. Like Lilith's just, she's like, I said, no, complete sentence, end of story. She doesn't gaslight herself. She doesn't doubt herself. She's, you created me in, in equal partnership. This is not what equal partnership looks like. You can dress it up. You can fancy talk it. You can intimidate me and you're wrong. Now, does she actually get what she wanted? No, not entirely. She took the hard integrous route and said, I'd rather be demonized and alone than do this, right? So she teaches us a lot about what integrity actually looks like. The fact that when you do stand up for yourself, you don't always get what you want. And that's not the point. Meaning the point is not to always get what we want. It's to stand in our integrity, to know where the boundaries are, and to know what our worth is. Okay? So, that's all been happening. <laughs> it still will be in Virgo season. So, as a nutshell, let's offer some quick fix healing. Because that's a thing, right? Um, anything you can do. And everything you can do that supports your personal resonance of goddess nature, anything that makes you feel confident and like a badass, do that, like on repeat. Now, that really could be having a dance party in your kitchen. That could be getting on the mat. That could be lifting heavy weights. That could be wearing certain items of clothing or certain um, makeup, not because I think we need certain items of clothing or makeup, because whatever makes you feel like a badass, 
that's what it is for you. And we all, I'm here, not that you need my permission, but it's nice to hear it. Like we all need to give ourselves permission to just be our fucking selves. And that is so much harder than it should be. But once you lean into it, you're like, what? This is what I've been missing. I speak from experience, y'all. I'm 45. I do identify as female. I am queer. I'm also a mother and a partner in a relationship that looks like a cisgender heteronormative relationship. And it's like, I, there were masks that I was wearing. I didn't realize I was wearing. And then I was like, fuck it. This is me. I'm just me. You know how much more happiness there is and joy when you can get to just the, the fuck it territory. It's pretty spectacular. Come play with me. Okay. So Anything that supports your personal resonance of goddess nature, lean into it, try it. There's no right answer. Okay. I don't believe there's one right way to be a witch and there's no one right way to heal. Okay. There's no right way to do anything. I do think there are best practices, right? In supported spaces with the access and understanding you have in any particular moment. Like I do believe that. And yes, I gave you a pitch for magical mentoring and here it is again, you know, like, but it has to resonate with you, right? So the assignment right now and through the end of 2023 is to return to goddess energy in its full spectrum of fierceness, equity, intelligence, brazenness, worthiness, confidence, love without conditions for self. Love, pleasure, abundance, sexuality, receiving calm, inner strength, intuition, empowerment, and magic. And I know this sounds epic and <laughs> the universe is supporting it and wants it for you and is like setting it up. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not particularly sporty fit, but not sporty. And, you know, I took some golf lessons in the way back machine, but it's like, you know, the universe is teeing it up and has given us the proper clubs and the proper shoes and like gave us a couple lessons. Like I got it all ready for you. All you have to do is take a swing at it. And the cool thing is, is you don't ever get just one swing, right? We've had a whole summer of like lining it up, lining it up, lining it up. And now we get another shadow season to take swings. We learn every time we miss. I'm gonna be clear about that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I do. Um, and so I know this and all these little nuggets today may not make complete full sense. They don't make complete full sense to me. I can feel it. And I'm trying to put words to the channeled feelings and frequencies that I'm getting. I'm also trying to push and, and resonate with the call that, that Lilith is heating, Aphrodite's heating and Kalima showed up again. Y'all that's going to be a whole nother bonus episode, I think. But I've been really surprised that I hadn't been called to channel any of this energy until now, right? Lilith has been uncharacteristically quiet through my channel um, this summer, clearly until today. And she says no more. We're approaching her exit from Leo and she wants us on task. She wants us to know it's been important for her. It's She's important in every space, but because of this Venus retrograde, it's been particularly important. Okay. And she wants us on task. She's like, bitches, we do not have time. We don't have time, y'all. Time's ticking. You're going to do something about this or you're going to keep sitting there 
I mean, she's sassy, y'all. And she's kind of like, are you going to sit there being sad still? Let's do something about it. To be clear, I have been yelled at by both Lilith and Hecate, and it is unpleasant. And I have cried over it and felt like, so I, again, am the channel. It doesn't always feel good. <laughs> and I know it. Okay. So we're approaching her exit and she's like, come on. You know, what do you need to do to reclaim or for the very first time connect with your fierceness, right? Or to turn up the power on what we've already cultivated in terms of fierceness and incompetence, okay? Now, she's not the only thing going on in this cycle, right? Because the celestial bodies are ever orbiting and connecting, but she wants to be heard now. So do with this as you will. <laughs> I don't have a tidy wrap up for this bonus episode. It certainly dovetails into my magical mentoring. Not a surprise because Lilith is the main dark goddess I work with. And at this point, my frequency rolls with her, whether I'm aware of it or not. I'm not always consciously aware of it, y'all. Um, I'm loving this play between Venus retrograde and Leo and Leo season and Black Moon Lilith and Leo. When I made this full connection, I was like, what? This is amazing. Um, if you're also loving it, connect with me on Instagram, uh, Tandy underscore Gutierrez, and links are below in the show notes. And if you're feeling fucking triggered and left and right or floating in the ruinous liminal space, um, maybe earnestly, genuinely consider magical mentoring with me because we just start in a couple of weeks. Um, to keep up with the weekly energies, make sure you're on my moon day newsletter list. I send an email out every Monday, um, that will do day by day notes. It's not a huge deep dive into the astrology. Why? Because sometimes it's too much information and it bogs us down. My channel, the space that I hold that I've been called to hold is to give you earnestly enough to work with, to follow, to move into your highest expression of yourself in this lifetime to not feel capsized or taken down by it. Okay. This was the gift that astrology and my channel gave me and continues to give me. And it's the gift that I'm called to pass on to you. So those newsletters are great every Monday. They're just enough, but they're not the epic detailed astrology. Okay. So there we've been going into a little bit more of the energetics and the astrology and every Monday through Friday, until I get exhausted and burn out. That's the truth, y'all. Um, I'm doing daily energetic check-ins on Instagram, okay? And so that's really where we've been having the Venus retrograde conversation in detail. Okay, my loves, again, I hope this wasn't too much and I hope it resonates. Um, tomorrow, episode 43 will be out if you're listening in real time with your full Virgo season deep dive. She's an interesting one, y'all. Not the typical Virgo season and I am here for it. And the day after, you'll have episode 44 with your Virgo season tarot pull. Um, this one will be nice and simple. One card for the spirit in which to move through things. So last disclaimer, because I'm feeling like more of these bonus episodes are coming. <laughs> That's really why I'm caveating all of this. Um, please remember or hear my role is always as a channel for energetics what wants to be seen and heard from the greater cosmic. Like I always say, I'm a, like, a, I'm a cosmic witch, right? It's not traditional astrology, though. It clearly plays a major role and I'm not wrong. I'm not looking at the 
specific aspects of degrees. There are other people who hold that space so beautifully, and that's just not what I'm called to do. I'm channeling and sharing the energetics of personal healing and revolution that so far Lilith, Hecate, Aphrodite, and sometimes Mary Magdalene and Kalima, you know, plus the cosmic expanse wants you audience community, whoever's here listening and with me to be working on with the highest expression of your soul in this lifetime is, it's not, <laughs> I'm not a basic witch. Okay. And everyone's unique. This is what I do is either going to resonate or it's not, but we're not going to go tit for tat. And I don't want you having expectations of it being like the astro was at this degree. Like I know how it works. It's just not the work that I do. I'm a channel. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for playing along with me in this bonus episode of mostly channeled information. I love you. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that.